taking the time and step back to identify good and identify relationships is actually directly leading to student outcomes because we have students thriving who might not have in the past. If that adult has taken the time, they can find the way to really bring out the best in each of those students. Welcome to the Innocent Classroom Podcast. I'm your host, Adebisi Wilson. The voice you just heard is that of Steve Yunowski, Superintendent of Richfield Public Schools. Richfield Public Schools in Richfield, Minnesota, has taken Innocent Classroom district-wide and committed to training all of their teachers in the practice. Today, Superintendent Yunowski talks about Richfield Public Schools' mission to inspire and empower each individual to learn, grow, and excel, and how Innocent Classroom supports each teacher's ability to achieve that goal. You and your team decided that Innocent Classroom would be district-wide. So every teacher in the district is being trained or has been trained in Innocent Classroom. What I want to do is just start with you just telling us a little bit about what you do, why you do it. Yeah, I am currently the superintendent of Richfield Public Schools, so I am in charge of a first-tier suburb of the Twin Cities. We serve a very diverse population. We're about 72% students of color with around 63, 64% free and reduced lunch. We have four elementary schools, we have one middle school and one high school. We also have a robust community education, robust pre-K program, and so we basically start with students at birth and work them all the way through the end of high school. And so all of our students funnel from our widely diverse programs into one middle school and into one high school. Richfield Public Schools' mission is that Richfield Public Schools inspires and empowers each individual to learn, grow, and excel. Every child can be inspired, every child can be empowered, and that is how they will excel. It is no longer an adult-centered situation. That is the importance of those words. We are now looking at a child-centered situation so that they can achieve their dreams, not necessarily our dreams for them. My educational career as a student was pretty challenging. I am a very active, high-energy person as an adult. And so as a student, I was extremely active and extremely high energy. And when the adult relationship in the classroom helped me to focus while still allowing me to express that energy, I was able to really do extremely well in that classroom. On the other side, I also experienced multiple suspensions, being kicked out of classes and failing classes in school because that same amount of energy in a different classroom became a large distraction to adults, to students, and a large distraction to the classroom environment. And so I really want to be a part of education and systems that ensure that all kids get opportunities and that we as adults find ways to reach out to every single kid. How did Innocent Classroom fit into this whole idea of inspiring and empowering each individual to learn, grow, and excel? Innocent Classroom for us matches our core belief system in doing what's best for kids today and working on belief systems as we build forward. Innocent Classroom is a program beginning with adult actions. There is a period of time talking about what our kids are exposed to and what society exposes our kids to, but the entire focus of the program within Innocent Classroom is looking at the adult-student relationship and creating an environment of innocence. It's about changing the way adults interact with kids, and it does it in a very short period of time. I don't feel like we have the time to spend one year, two years, three years working on adult beliefs before you begin taking equity actions to make sure you serve all kids. I think if we do that, we've missed one year, two year, three years of children. 
with the actions that we would ultimately hopefully get to. Innocent Classroom moves quicker through towards action. Innocence is about freeing kids in the classroom to bring their best self to the table. There are stereotypes that are out in the world and there are all kinds of burdens that are put upon our kids that they live with every single day that robs them of their innocence in the world. And Innocent Classroom strives to create a relationship by identifying a student's good, by engaging them in their good, to create an innocent experience free from the barriers of stereotypes, free from the barriers of racism within that classroom. For me, it's really about providing an environment where every single learner is free to bring their best self and there are no adult-based barriers or other student-based barriers that we place in their way to allow them to grow. The other term that we use a lot is good. And so has finding the good or thinking about the good and considering the good impacted your relationships with students and or adults around you? And if so, how? Looking for the good in a student, looking for what that internal driver, that internal motivation for why they are doing the things that they do and behaving the way that they behave, it's about taking a deep breath and stopping. It's about pausing for a moment before you respond, before you engage to say, okay, my core responsibility as an adult is to interact with this student in a way where I am valuing them for who they are, for what they bring to the table, and I am seeing them as a whole human. I am not necessarily looking at their behavior. I am not looking at anything else. I am just taking that moment to interact with them person to person and try to transform our relationship in that way. You know, when you come together with a behavior support team and you're dealing with a child in trauma and you're dealing with situations where a very difficult behavior has occurred in school, oftentimes getting to the end and a resolution in a finite period of time is the goal of everyone at that table. And while time is that barrier, we have seen transformation occur when each of these meetings now, we identify that student's good. So prior to us talking about any incident with a kid, prior to us talking about what we might do about any situation that's occurred, we have as part of our process, let's identify that student's good. And our, our educators are taking five, 10 minutes to talk about and identifying information about that specific child that doesn't necessarily relate to anything that might have happened. It changes the dialogue between adults when we don't just talk about what happened, but we talk about that child as a human being. The way that you all have taken Innocent Classroom and the way that it was actually intended was to not be crisis management, but really to think, okay, well, what is the good of this child? And how do I look for that good, engage with that child in order to help them understand that I truly see them so that I can create an innocent space for them so that it's part of the culture. And then also investing the time on the front end is what I'm hearing is helping you all to have that language consistently across the district where everybody is trying to construct innocent spaces. We began by training our administrative leadership team. Then we worked on training staff. We embed it into our leadership meetings. We embed it into staff meetings. As you often hear about the first six weeks of schools, where, where teachers are really working to building relationships on top of the curriculum that they're working on, and that's a significant focus. We've moved Innocent Classroom and have specific activities in those first set of weeks to make sure that teachers are deliberately working towards finding students good. There are conversations in classrooms around finding students good and really making sure that we're taking that step back to get to know one another. People will say, well, we don't have time to do that. 
And then I would argue, but then look at results. Are you getting the results that you would want? We actually believe that taking the time and step back to identify good and identify relationships is actually directly leading to student outcomes because we have students thriving who might not have in the past. Kids who might be filled with energy in that classroom, much like myself as a student, who if that adult has taken the time, they can find the way to really bring out the best in each of those students. We do actually have a number of outstanding outcomes. Our graduation rate has gone up and we are one of the highest graduation rate growers over the last five years in the entire state of Minnesota and in the metro area. In the last set of years, we've had about 16 point growth and we have also made very large gains with all groups within our district. We have closed gaps between our Latino and white students. We have closed gaps between our black and white students and our ELL and non-ELL students and our special ed and non-special ed students, we're really working to make sure that all students are accelerating their achievement. It goes beyond things like grad rate and goes to our ACT scores, which have continued to rise in each of the last three years. And our students are showing more adequacy and more success in their preparation for college. Our MCA scores are rising, but nowhere near where we would want them. And so when we look at that overall performance, we can definitely look at things like state assessments and say, we aren't getting done what we need to get done. And so we're gonna keep on going until our results are great. We won't consider ourselves great. So there's progress, but still a lot of work to be done, but really significant progress that I think should be celebrated. Yes, yes, I think it's important to celebrate and don't get me wrong, I think we do celebrate our successes. There is that pause, there is the recognition of our outcomes, there is the celebration of their outcomes, and then a short time after that, yep. it is nose right back to the grindstone. <laughs> My last question for you is actually kind of a fun question and something for our audience and perhaps your students if they listen or your staff if they listen to get to know you a little better. My question for you is, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And what would your first 24 hours look like? <laughs> so I'm a big advocate of superheroes. I, I very much like. I did not know that. I very much like superhero movies. And I was interested in superheroes when I was a kid. A superpower in the X-Men, there is a superhero basically using his brain. His name is Professor Charles Xavier, right? He has been played by amazing actors, and what he does is he uses his brain to connect with other people and also share knowledge. If I had a power, it would be the same exact brain-based power of Professor Charles Xavier from the X-Men, and I would use that power to share. Whatever intellect I could channel from Professor Xavier I would send into other people's brains to expand their knowledge base and allow them to go off into the world and succeed and excel. It would almost be like education, brain to brain in the blink of an eye. And I would see in 24 hours how many people I could share information and knowledge with across the widest spectrum possible. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Innocent Classroom Podcast. It has been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I look forward to continuing to stay engaged with Richfield and just see the possibility that the future holds for you guys. I think that the work that you and your incredible team is doing to really create this space where all students, all teachers, all parents can really be inspired and empowered to learn, grow, and excel. Absolutely. And our plan, obviously, as you know, is to continue the relationship and partnership with Innocent Classroom, continue to transform the relationships between our adults and our students, and continuing to make sure that our outcomes 
match our inputs and that every student does learn, grow, and excel. So thank you. I've appreciated it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Innocent Classroom Podcast. As you tie things up at school, reflect on the impact you've made on each of your children. Consider how strengthening your relationship and building new connections has helped your students to learn, grow, and excel. And most importantly, celebrate your successes. We'll be back with new episodes of the Innocent Classroom Podcast arriving in your inbox beginning in August. In the meantime, we'll continue to stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast during the 2019-2020 season, contact me at adebc at innocenttech.com. That's A-D-E-B-I-S-I at innocenttech.com. Have a beautiful day.